hello and welcome for the second time to those of you who were in Discord earlier this week to the Bahrain review episode of Back of the Grid. Though luckily this time we have Stu with us, which we didn't have first time. Hi. So that's that's an improvement already at least. Yes. Uh, Chris is here again. Yeah, I was at an edge. Hi, thanks. Oh, you're going to say you were at an Ed Sheeran concert, aren't you? Yeah, I was oh. at an Ed Sheeran concert. Oh. Which, not by choice. Exactly. <laughs> you should um, think you want to admit on the internet was, to the world. It wasn't, yeah, it wasn't like my decision. But actually, you know what? Ed Sheeran is like the modern day equivalent of like Beyonce, right? Like he's done. Is he's Beyonce not records. the modern day? And he's like, a, he, it's, like she, it's not like. It's not what yeah, we're here to talk Beyonce about. Beyonce, not the modern day Beyonce. <laughs> not in the slightest what we're here to talk about. Yeah, I mean, basically, Ed Sheeran is my hero. Okay, <laughs> okay. And, I, I, and I won't hear a, a bad word said against him. Okay. Have your uh, Have your and opinions I'm... changed in a similar way on uh, Charlotte Clerk now, Stu? <laughs> oh, we, oh, here we go. That didn't I mean, long, it, didn't, did it? it didn't take long on Monday. It took about sixty seconds. So he's he's pretty much on course for. I wasn't even. I wasn't even here to nope. defend myself. No, was straight in there. Outrageous. You people disgust me. It's great to have you back. So, to you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's talk Bahrain then. Let's annoy Stu about talking about how amazing Charles Leclerc was. Let's and 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 <laughs> all right. <laughs> and also, I guess the fact that Ferrari ended up being what we thought they might. We've spent all of yeah. winter saying Ferrari yeah. looked good, but and. No, they are genuinely very, very good. I was actually, I was actually surprised. Mm. Like, I, I wasn't sure they were going to live up to the expectation because I've seen, I've been bitten yeah. before by yeah, yeah. sort of expecting Ferrari to to be good from testing. But actually, it just goes to show that when you make, make whoever makes the car that looks the best <laughs> is the quickest. Yeah, pretty much like it's the prettiest looking car, so therefore it's the fastest. Yeah. Sound, lo- that's, sound that's logic. logic right? Sound yeah. logic. Even after yeah. Saturday, I was still expecting Red Bull to have the legs on race pace, but they just didn't really. Like we was, we were talking about maybe Ferrari would be harder on its tyres, but the Red Bull looked harder on its tyres for sure. Red Bull had a lot more. Well, I mean, obviously they had some pretty big issues later on, but throughout the whole race, they were sort of managing brake temperatures and tyre wear and stuff, and didn't really have an answer. At least for Leclerc, signs was. Sainz is a bit disappointed. I'd, I'd like to have seen him a bit closer to the the fight for the win, but it's only race one. Yeah, yeah. I think there's a bit of work to do on Sainz's side, mm. side of the garage, isn't there? But um, ga- oh, I said garage. I don't say garage. <laughs> garage. Um, but <clears throat> yeah, I'm not too worried about that. I think last year Sainz was the better driver. I don't think yeah. anyone can really doubt that. Results spoke for themselves mm-hmm. last year, so. It could have just been a bit of a one-off. Like there was a short attempt, roughly. They were looking for another attempt. Yeah. And, like between two teammates, especially when they're at the caliber that of these two, arguably, maybe the second best lineup on the grid, second or third best lineup on the grid. Then I don't think the gap's going to be that much between. There's definitely not a attempt between those two drivers based on what I've seen so far, as long as they've been yeah. teammates. So. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not worried about science. I think science will come back swinging. Yeah, I think it's one of those things as well that uh, we saw it a bit last season where they both kind of had their own tracks, like you know, like just personal preferences and on circuits, and it, it came yeah. down to that. Some I think that's why they were so close all season. Yeah, because they weren't necessarily like nose to tail all season. 
but like Sainz would have an absolutely blinding race and Leclerc would be, you know, somewhere else in the points, but not necessarily right behind him. And then vice versa, like look at, I suppose Carlos did quite well at Monaco as well, but, you know, Leclerc's qualifying at Monaco is a good example Brazil. of that. Yeah, like they, were, they weren't necessarily nose to tail all season. So I think, I think there's yeah. it'll sort of swing back and forth between them because the car's clearly yeah. up to the hype that we gave it yeah. pre-season. And I'm, I am very glad that we were wrong. Like, this is not just us. I mean, like, the general F1 world were wrong about how they, hard they thought that Ferrari was going to be on its tyres. I'm glad that we were all wrong about yeah. that because that was, like, the main concern because that's been a Ferrari thing for a few years yeah. is, like, even if the car is okay, they struggle with tyre wear and and, com and have to compromise. Um, and that was where, like, Red Bull and Mercedes totally dominated over them is because they were ahead technologically but then also ahead in like the strategy department because yeah they had free reign of being able to do what they wanted essentially so i'm glad that they're like one of the teams yeah. that's on top when of did you when did you ever when did you ever think you were ever going to see a ferrari one two again <laughs> ferrari can only do strategy for one driver yeah. and yet so yeah. they pulled a one two i mean we we did talk about originally and we'll, we can might as well do it now again but we talked about the fact that we thought they'd Ferrari'd the the one two because of the time later in the race where Max came in right towards the end for for the soft tires like probably pushing for the fast lap and to to try and hunt them down and and do them both on fresher tires and instead of like leaving Sainz out to defend there was a lot of question marks of why are Ferrari copying that like why are they bringing Sainz in and basically removing the buffer to Leclerc between him and Verstappen mm. and that was like a moment where like heart was in mouth of oh no have they ferrari'd this please don't like it's the first time i was like willing them to have not ferrari'd, ferrari'd yeah. it for like years I, like normally i'm not bothered and i'm just sort of thinking to myself well i mean that's just what ferrari do i'm used to it by now and then this time i was genuinely like please no please don't do this yeah i think it, that <laughs> oh god no please yeah. no oh, god no 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 god no <laughs> that was a good sign though because leaving him out to sort of be a buffer would have been a very we're favouring Leclerc move whereas pitting him to protect yeah. him from Perez was yeah, the yeah. right thing for Sainz so it is good that they did that um, you, it was you a good Sainz I, I like it was, in, it was unintentional but I like that you did it <laughs> <laughs> and to be fair Red Bull did the same there was a point where I was expecting Red Bull to just leave Perez out to be in the way and they actually didn't and just pit Perez <laughs> when it worked for him so yeah, out when he was leading. Well, he was, sorry, he wasn't leading the race, was he? He was second behind Science early, earlier in the after the first phase of pit stops. Is that what yeah. you, you're thinking? Yeah. And yeah, you're right. They could have easily yeah. left Perez out to dry there and just mm. used him as like a essentially a moving blocker to to stop the Ferraris getting away. Yeah. But they, in fairness to both teams, like they played a two-driver strategy yeah, and they absolutely. are both teams that we all very yeah. well know that they don't normally play that kind of game we'll so, see how long it lasts it was a proper race yeah it was it, it was. was a proper yeah. race wasn't it like oh like they, they, they there was no they didn't appear to be any particular favoring of one driver no. over the other to me Not at all. like from what i saw i was i must caveat that i was working <laughs> very hard during the entirety of this race but um yeah from what i saw it looked very sort yeah. of even stevens and just let him 
let them out on the. It's one of those first races where it's just kind of let them all out on the track and let them go for it and then not sort of interfere too much. Yeah. And it was nice to like see a race actually where like there wasn't too much sort of silliness mm. going on in terms of like teams and and, and on track shenanigans or anything like. There was no it shenanigans. Felt quite pure, actually. didn't There was it? no skullduggery. Yeah. Yeah, it was quite a pure race. And I wasn't, I definitely wasn't expecting that. I think if Mercedes had been nearer the front, it might have been a less pure yeah, race. And it would have been a little bit more politics going on. But the fact that it's Ferrari and it's their sort of kind of like, it's a new rivalry forming, mm. really. Um, then obviously it's going to give us a bit of time. We're going to, there's going to be a bit of time while this sort of spices up and plays out and, and the controversies are yet to build this season. I'm but sure I'm we'll sure get there. It'll be full of them. I think yeah. another thing that I mean, helped yeah. with that as well was that, like, other than the times that the FIA investigation thing flashed upon the screen, like when did you think about the race director or think about the stewards during yeah. that race? You didn't yeah, once, not did once. you? Yeah. yeah. It's like the start of the weekend as well, like they were like, the track is defined by the white lines. And yeah. other than I think Hamilton got a warning for track limits once, you just didn't think about it again. And that was so refreshing. Like I didn't, you didn't, you didn't even realise yeah. at the time, but thinking back, it's like, oh yeah, like I never even... Yeah, there was that whole like extra dimensionality to it that that didn't need yeah. to exist. Like we did, when we watch Formula One races, you don't sign up to to be worried about what the yeah. race director thinks, yeah. do you? You want to watch a motor. It race. was it was nice. It was very. Yeah, and that's what we got. Yeah, I, I think something we mentioned last time we talked about this, Chris, was the fact that the. It was not. It, this is the first time we've recorded this podcast. I don't care. I'm, no, I'm, don't, stop mentioning. No, I'm, menti- stop I'm mentioning, mentioning it because it like, encourages people to join Discord. <laughs> you want more people in Discord, don't you? Um, but yeah, we, when we've talked about it already, we we like said it was nice to not have a race weekend just dominated by team principals blaring Flim-flam. crap mm-hmm. down the radio, basically, yeah. and yeah. like. I don't know. It was just refreshing to actually be watching a motor race where, uh, like, yeah. it was cars racing. Well because like, no messing around with track limits because they were told at the beginning of the weekend white line is white line. That is it. And funnily <laughs> enough, they all adhered to that and behaved because they knew full well, like, there's no joking around. None, of, none of this silly. Oh well, at turn six, you can like go out onto the curb, and as long as you're on the curb, and like, if you go over here and go off the track, you can go around this ballard. None of that. It was basically if you exceed those white lines, your lap time will be deleted. You'll be told to give a position back, whatever the situation dictated. Come on, man. And they all behaved and they all did it. Like it just goes to show that is amazing. We've asked for it for years, and finally they do it, and look, it works. It just proves. I mean, one like, race, but it works. Yeah, it's like a two carried away, but it just proves that everyone's been saying, like, give them a grey area, they're going to push the limits, give them a a literal line that they can't cross, and they're all perfectly capable of doing it. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, literal lines that have existed for as yeah. many years as there's been Formula One. <laughs> like, there has always been a line that defines the racetrack. Yeah, yeah, crazy. We're, right, but that's not. We're not here yeah, to talk I'll, about I'll drag that. us back to the race. So yeah, Ferrari's first win since Singapore 2019, which was also their last one too. Third career win for Leclerc. Feel like that number's gonna raise fairly quickly as this year goes yeah. on, based on current it's, evidence. Yeah it's, yeah, it's gonna get more and more of those. Um, yeah. Strategy-wise, Red Bull and Ferrari sort of just mirrored each other. Um, I'm not sure. Look, Ferrari initially planned to do the soft, soft, medium strategy, but they just followed Red Bull's lead on that smart thing to do under the circumstances um, yeah. 
Verstappen did come very close to uh, pulling off the undercut in that first stop. That outlap he did was mm. like it, we'd seen so many people pit and have really, really sh- like struggle on their outlaps, getting the tires warmed up, and then Verstappen was just like, "Now nah, I'll yeah. be alright, thanks," and just put in a heck of an outlap too. It was a hell of an outlet. I think like that's going to be a theme this yeah. season. Actually, is is tire warm up after pit stops? Pit stops are suddenly the 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 sort of peril of a pit stop has jumped yeah. right up this season yeah. because that outlap is so much. I mean, you saw Hamilton like you know seven time world champion. Yeah. Is that right? Is it seven? Yeah. Or eight? <laughs> Depends yeah, who you ask. Yeah, <laughs> is it? It's definitely it's definitely seven. Is, it's definitely is that seven. some intention? Is that um, intentional meta banter? <laughs> I, can't, I can't tell if you've genuinely forgot or if it's intentional meta banter. Um, so it's definitely seven. So um, he 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 was out and it caught him mm, out. Like yeah. he he breaks yeah. for turn one and he breaks too late and lost grip and he you know he, he lost out. He lost position in yeah. the end. Um. So to see a world, you know, see a decorated world champion make that kind of mistake just shows you like what a what a difference it mm-hmm. is without having the tire. Well, obviously, brand new tires for mm-hmm. this season and not able to warm them the as much. Changing either. of exactly not being able to warm them as much is just it's going to catch people out and it's going to. You saw me. You saw drivers weaving yeah. to try and get their tires warmed yeah. up after pit stops. When did you last see that? Like you never yeah. see no. that. And yeah, just to kind of clarify on that a little bit for. I guess the more casual viewer or the newer viewer to Formula One, essentially the thing that's changing here is the fact that the teams are now not allowed to use the tire blankets that you see during pit stops and and so on, warming pre warming well, the tires up. Well, sorry, to the same temperature. I'm not, yeah, I was hot. just trying to elaborate. So the cons- the original plan was to get rid of them completely, and they ended up changing it to <laughs> to the lower temperatures that they're now using. But it's achieving what it was supposed to achieve in my opinion which is forcing the driver to have to work to get that car into the optimum yeah. position and totally. thus making pit stops like you said earlier Stu a little bit more of a a vulnerable state to be in because a bit more hairy. yeah like the speed that they were doing them at and the yes obviously occasionally teams had issues at pit stops but I think the ratio of number of pit stops to issues Teams were more more likely to take the risk because of that, whereas now there's definitely an argument for a team to look at a, a race strategy and think, well, if we can do this on a two stop rather than a three stop, why aren't we? Why are we risking those yeah. extra laps on cold tires and 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 risking being attacked by someone on a two stop when we don't need to? Uh, and you and you're losing more time when you do a pit stop as well yes. because you've got that warm up yeah. lap. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. And just the nature of these tyres makes them more difficult to warm up because there's a lot less movement, there's less sidewalls, so therefore there's a lot less lateral movement within the tyre. And therefore, because there's less material to move around and heat up, it means the surface and the core of the tyre takes longer to get up to temperature. And it's your job as a driver to look after those tyres and make sure they are the right temperature. That's a huge part of being a race driver is having your tyres at the right temperature for as long as possible. Yeah to get the most out of them and yeah the harder it is for them to do the the more they got to work for it the better i think because it shouldn't be if it was easy everyone would be yeah I, I think the, i think there's got to be a balance like it doesn't want to be like ridiculous that that's because we've, yeah. we've obviously gone through that phase where pirelli were told to essentially make tires that disintegrated from the moment they started a lap <laughs> and that was like a terrible era for us because 
that was all they were doing. They were just managing tyres all the way through and no one was ever racing at yeah. proper pace. I think on evidence of the first race, this is finding that nice happy medium where it's not like necessarily the tyre that's the problem. It's the fact that the teams aren't allowed to if cheat in inverted commas and pre-warm up the tyres. Yeah. The driver has to do it on track, which, I mean, I don't necessarily mind them still having the blankets, but I like the element that there's some jeopardy to that outlap and you, you you've yeah. got that it, it will show drivers like Perez and Sainz to a degree and, and drivers like that that we've always known have been very good with the tyres it will give drivers that have that skill probably more opportunity than it did before I think it'd be interesting to see yeah, how yeah, that definitely. kind of element plays into it as well yeah. right I'm going to drag us kicking and screaming lots, away lots. from talking about tyres even though it's okay. their favourite thing to do yeah. it's, you know, it's well, our thing that's decent. That, like, that, I don't mind talking about them when we're talking about like the interesting. Yeah, that's it an is. interesting side of tires. Like, oh, hello. Oh. <laughs> um, right, where are we? <laughs> Stupid dog. Um, that's the uh, that's the klaxon for you. Yeah, about he's had enough. Yeah. So all of that interesting pit stop stuff gave us Verstappen and Leclerc together on the road, and we had. Three laps oh of just God. top, top mental. draw racing. Um, Actually, it was mental. so good. I, I literally, I opened, I opened the door to the next office and popped my head in and went, "This is <laughs> mental." <laughs> to the other people that I, that were working there, like everyone was just gobsmacked. Everyone was just like, "Oh my God, I can't believe what we're seeing." It was, I've never it was so ah! good. It was and so good. It, it was, it was interesting for like so many ways. Like one fascinating fact was that Leclerc was essentially letting Verstappen pass him into turn one because he had the confidence that with the car underneath with with the RS he'd have him back into turn four which he did three laps in a row in fact I don't know if he was every one of those three laps but at least one of those laps he didn't even go into eighth gear down the straight he was some of his lowest speed trap um, recordings in the race were during those laps when he was fighting Verstappen. So he was clearly just like, yeah, off, off you go, mate. You you have turn yeah. one and I'll see you at turn four. Sort wow. of thing. Which is, which I like. I like, especially considering the last time the two of them really went wheel to wheel for a race win was in Austria when Verstappen was just very yeah. much like, off you pot, mate. Thank you very much. Yeah. And yeah, well, Verstappen had yeah, him off exactly. the road, didn't he? he so for Leclerc to just seemingly with no fear go up against the reigning world champion you know one of the hardest racers on the grid and just seemed very together and just composed yeah Yeah. i mean that was an example of using a combination of the track as in its layout and where the drs zones are combined with the opposing driver's mentality to your benefit like he knew if he even remotely left the door open, Max would like throw it around the outside, throw it up the inside. But right basically, in if he left a gap, he knew Max yeah. would try and take it. And that's ultimately what he was playing on because there were moments watching that battle where you see Leclerc essentially not defending to turn one. And then you, then you yeah. sort of initially, like during watching it live, the very first time it happened, I thought, wow, Leclerc's like, let him have that a little bit easy. And then as they sort of come in round, I'm sort of thinking to myself, 
oh, there's another DRS zone here. Leclerc's <laughs> gonna look Leclerc's gonna have the opportunity to come back at him. And then obviously he was getting him into turn four. And then when it happened the second time, you then started thinking, Leclerc's playing the long game. He like he this this is intentional. And then for him to come out afterwards and, and basically say, Yeah, I essentially let him have turn one because I've got DRS down the other straight and I know I'll get him back. I know that that's where I can I can have him. Like like that's what I can do. Yeah, that's your yeah. big IQ ten thousand move. Like <laughs> just thinking about yeah. the driver that you're up against and the way the circuit is laid out in front of you. So I'm, I'm well, and the fact that he's not even he's not even reaching his top speed down the straight. So he's clear. Yeah. I mean, how far back for Sam yeah. was coming yeah. in from as well? Like he just, but he was just letting him do that. Like it's like you say, it's so. It's so obvious now you mention it. Actually, I hadn't really thought about that because I hadn't, I hadn't seen that yeah. interview. But yeah, that is, it's, it's now you've mentioned it. It's really, really obvious that he was, he was letting him have to. Oh, I will say though, yeah, he won't pull that off so easily against Verstappen next time. <laughs> Verstappen's well, going to see those kind of tactics coming next time he tries that. Yeah, I, I think. Well, I don't know. He's, but the thing is, he has such a fire in his belly, Verstappen. That if he, he he's a bit, he's one of those drivers that he's just going to send. If he sees an opportunity, yeah. he's going to send it. He, I don't think he's got the temperament to sort of hold it. Off. Like, the race into turn four was still all pretty clean and composed from both of yeah. them. Like there wasn't much. Like mm, there was a bit of a jink. Oh, what, one of those there? moves did have a bit of a jig. I think, I think, the, I think the first move from Leclerc on Verstappen, Leclerc must have bitten a jump yeah. out of his seat. I, I don't think because he, he, it was a pretty late move, and it was around. I the think outside. generally, like it was all well, well above board though. Like, it, yeah, like, oh, yeah, yeah. There was nothing wrong with any it, of it. It's like the whole, the whole thing that Max has said before the season about feeling uh, like a, a relief and a. a like a, a weight lifted, a pressure lifted of mm. what went on last season to now be able to sort of himself say, I feel like I can drive with way less of the desperation that I know I've had for the last few years because of the situation I've been in. And I think... I wonder if the flame's gone out. I, well, no. I think the flames are now at the correct <laughs> level for where they should be, basically. <laughs> On, on evidence of the way he fought with the clear, like yes, there was, there was that. Um, there's a gap there. I'm having that kind of mentality into that. Too. Like he was, he was never going to let that opportunity go. And as we know from things like the team radio and the, the conversations he was having with the pit wall, like he, essentially, he shouldn't have been pushing for that many laps. Like he, his instructions were, hmm. give it a go for a lap. But if it doesn't work, don't don't overwork the tires don't overwork the brakes like we can't afford to compromise them by pushing for multiple laps and yet he still did so yes there is still an element of the the racing driver like fire there but it seems to be at least for now a little bit more sort of tempered and and managed so i'm very interested to see how it plays out for the rest of the season like it's if the car fails him continually like it did in Bahrain, if that becomes a regular feature of this car, we're going to see like Verstappen of, what was it, 2019 or maybe 2018 where there was a lot of... It was like when Honda first went there, wasn't it, I think? Yeah. Or was it the last of the Renault where... Do you remember he, he broke down like literally in front of us, didn't he, in Hungary? Yeah. And <laughs> lost his absolute yeah. mind. No, no, that was... Uh, wasn't that... Um... That was Ricardo, I think, who broke down in front of us in Hungary. 
No, Max I mean, did as well. But, uh, but, but yeah, like what? Oh, do they both? Yeah, do? yeah. But like, we, we, they're just the 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 white hot anger essentially that then affected him yeah, race to race. Language. The raging because fire. It, it was like I've I've got to get there. I've got to do this now because if I don't do it now and the car fails, then I'm completely screwed. So I've got to make the most of it like, every single moment. Yeah. So that if anything's going to rile him up this season, it'll be the reliability of that car if it continues being a problem. I don't think it'll necessarily be another driver it like it was last season. I think it'll be the car, if if it's anything. I think. Well, so I think like the failures that they've had are symptomatic of failures that you have when you haven't run your car enough, which potentially, has not yeah, been really enough. enough yeah, tests. and and there's the circuit. Yeah, that well, it's like the fact we talk about the fact that circuit is very punishing compared to most. It's like one of the more extreme ones, along with like say Singapore. Yeah. Just before we move on, um, Leclerc, I think, has a natural advantage at this circuit as well. I think he's a very, He's always very been good. good there, hasn't he? He likes yeah. this track. Yeah, he does like yeah. this track. So going back to sort of the gap between him and Sainz, the one-tenth gap between him and Sainz, that is nothing mm. at this circuit, considering this is a Leclerc circuit. I think when we get to other circuits, that Leclerc's been better at again. I think it's going to... Uh, sorry, that Sainz has been better at. I think it's going to swing back and yeah. forth all season which, between those two. And I think Verstappen's going to be in the Which is surely a sign of just how close those two are if, like, the difference between two drivers yeah. literally comes down to circuit preference. That's a sign of some very closely matched drivers, so... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, not a ton else to say about the front. Obviously, we, we mentioned the... Um, the third stop that Sainz responded to never really saw how that shook out because of the safety car um, and yeah so it was around then that it all just fell apart for Red Bull so they've been having brake heating issues basically whenever Verstappen attacks all race then he had the steering issue which seems to be mm. some element of the steering being damaged during the pit stop which is I've yeah, moved. they dropped the car and just bent on the steering arms or something, and and it just bent one of the tracks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. That I don't remember ever hearing of something like that before. That's uh, I mean, he- it's just new heavy heavier car. The, the cars are heavier. Um, it's the sort of thing that wouldn't really come up until you like really run like your pit stops in anger. I guess so. Yeah, all the, all the tolerances are a little bit. They're not they're untested tolerances, like, really. Like you're dropping that car probably harder than you would. Well, maybe. how much you practice pit stops, especially like, given that in testing, a hundred percent in a practice pit stop, are you? Exactly. Yeah, and like when they, if they were doing practice pit stops and testing, they were probably letting it down a little bit more. You just would let it down naturally that little bit more gently because you don't want to wreck it before. While yeah, you're and lose it. half you a day of testing. Take yeah. out of testing. It's a good point. Exactly. Yeah. So I mean, imagine that. Pit, pit stop practice. You ruin your car during pit stop practice at testing. <laughs> be completely yeah, be... unnecessary, wouldn't it? So it is one. Of, it's just one of those things. I think they got really unlucky with, that, with the steering thing. I think the the other failures were mm. so less. Unlucky. Yeah. So we had for Verstappen, it was just a gradual loss of power, and he eventually just rolled into the pits and retired it. Then for Perez, it was far more sudden. Um, just everything seemed to shut down and seize up and spun him around at turn one. Um, the the sort of suspicion around it all is that it involves the the fuel pumps, which are now a spec yes. part. Um, I think it's an Italian company that uh, produced them. I can't remember the name of them. Um, let's not put our conspiracy hats on and say it's an Italian company when uh, <laughs> Ferrari are winning. Don't worry about um, that. But... 
Yes, so there were some issues around these fuel pumps during testing, and the FYI actually allowed the teams to inspect them between qualifying on the and the race. And I think they would be allowed to swap them without any penalty if they could identify any issues with them. Um, you know, Red Bull Racing hadn't really done like a full race distance using a. Put- so a this is the pump, thing, like yeah, because a lot of teams in testing, they'll go out. A lot of the red flags you see are teams going out and doing super low fuel runs to sort of. Um, well, I I check that they're picking up all of the fuel in the fuel tank, and B to check that when they do run out of fuel, it's kind of the zero point in reality matches like the zero point in their data and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And a- another thing I've read about what's make it interesting this year is that with this new uh, E10 fuel they're using, which is not, um, it basically uses some synthetic fuel mixed into the. Um, oil-drived fuel and that affects the way that the fuel heats up because as fuel as the race goes on the fuel gets hotter and there's less of it and a smaller volume of liquid will heat up easier it becomes more difficult for the fuel pump to pick up so picking up the last bit can be a problem and it seems that with these e10 fuels that becomes more of a problem and the suspicion is that basically the fuel pump ends up sucking in air because it can't get the fuel properly and then you end up with kind of air running through through the fuel lines which is obviously a disaster yeah but all of this is very much speculation um the fact that red bull have been very quiet about this makes me think it's something it's a problem on there because if this was a spec part that had failed we would yeah kicking off karen would be going mental I mean, as would most teams, I think. If a spec part caused you to try from a race, you'd, you'd be livid. And the fact that they've been... Yeah, they're supposed to be flawless. Yeah. Like, the spec parts are meant to be, you know, just absolutely... So the fact time. that, yeah, they're very quiet leads me to suspect it's something... It's either, it's either them trying to be clever around the spec part to get more performance out of it, which it wouldn't be the first yeah. time for Red Bull or a lot of other teams, or, as you say, they just didn't run the low-fuel stuff properly and miscalculated... Or, or they don't want other people to have. They want other people to find the other failure themselves and not release mm-hmm. the data around the failure. That's also a possibility, to, yeah. To, so that so that other teams can have that failure and they can gain from it. Mm. Yeah. Um, Which is, of course, why why would you release that information? Yeah, no, when, it's, it's very you know, true. It's, you're not you're not a charity, are you? Like mm. you, you want other people. Yeah, to like oh, everyone, here's a problem you might want to have a look at. Like never gonna yeah, happen. Yeah, exactly. exactly. I, yeah, identify it real, and deal it? with it yourself first. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah exactly. so double uh, DNF for Red Bull, which is the, their first double DNF since the opening round two seasons ago in Austria. Um, wow. And with Gasly's fire as well, which I think was caused by MGUK, I think was MGUK issues. Is Gasly's car. Um, it means that the first race for Red Bull powertrains, only one of their four cars made it over the line, which is not mm. the best of starts for them. No, sadly not. Mm, what a shame. <laughs> Every, everyone loves the... Anyone who's been successful is just like, right, now let's let's have some downfall. Yeah. Do you know that um, that Bottas meme? Yes. Yeah, oh, he's Where done, 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 team, done the round so much for that different reasons have, this week. Yeah, that oh, I bet so it has. Much. It must have been I never get tired of it. Um, the next team we need to talk about, against all odds, is Mercedes, because they finished third and fourth. <laughs> Yeah, 
I'm going to say this right now. That team wins championships and races. Sorry, constructors championships and drivers championships by being on the podium and mm-hmm. winning races that they've got absolutely no yep. business. Absolutely. Yeah. And they've they've done it again. They did it again this weekend at, in Bahrain. They had absolutely no business on that podium in, in for three four. Ridiculous. They weren't who, even they weren't even close to third and fourth through every other Nowhere session. Nowhere near. And obviously, yes, they benefited from retirements, but reliability wins championships. Like you got to be there. You got you got to you got to be yeah. in it to win it. Is the thing that I mean, Red Bull have proved that. Like you don't. Yeah, I think Verstappen could have been on for a challenge for the win. If he'd not failed, but but if if his car yeah, had not but failed, but you've got to be there. His car failed, and so he lost out. Whereas Mercedes, they had strong reliability, and yeah, they're uh, they're they're on the podium. A couple the of fun stats that came from it. Uh, it's another two new records for Hamilton. He now has the most years in a row with a podium finish, which at sixteen years, and he is now the only driver to have scored points in two hundred and fifty races. Just the records keep coming. And another fun stat, Hamilton right now is further ahead of Verstappen in the championship than he was at any point last season. (laughs) That's amazing. That's the best one. Yeah. Screw the records, that's the best one. Yeah. (laughs) That's that's a good stat. That's a strong stat. Um, It's also Russell's second best result in F1 in fourth place. Um, And it's his best result if you discount the participation trophies they handed out in Spa last year. Um, (laughs) I mean, it's it's obviously a brilliant result for them. They were very happy, but none of it hides the fact that despite us all talking about sandbags, Mercedes legitimately had some pretty big issues. Some issues, yeah. 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 It all seems to be around the porpoising, doesn't it? They've got... It's a very... a, a very draggy game. car. I think. Has a... Yeah, I think what doesn't help is the methods they're using to counter the poor poison is yeah. like essentially having a very adverse effect from a just general setup point of view, and they've not found the sweet spot yet. But I mean, my my favorite. Um, I think. Go on. I have a bit of a theory around sort of hits. Go on. Um. Mercedes really were the only team to bring a full-on B-spec car to the second test. Like, that car is visibly yeah. very, very, very different yeah. from the, the car they ran at the first... I'm gonna, I'm just going to call it the first test. Yeah, let's not get into that. If it's a duck, if it, if it talks uh, I mean, like, that, quacks like that's duck, the downfall, like because half of the data that they gathered exactly. in test one is redundant because they changed the car so much. Yeah. Um, totally. I mean, they've, so they've said every themselves. Every team has had two tests worth. Yeah. Every other team has had two tests worth of, of time to to figure out why their car is is doing the poor pushing because it's happened to all yeah. of them. That you know, every just about every team was suffering from it, um, and yeah, I think that shows in like the results of this race. Like, I think when we get to the next race, they'll have a much much better idea of how to set that car up for to mitigate against some of this. They've got a whole lot, a whole race worth of data now, whole race weekend, excuse me, re- weekends worth of data that they can go through and and use that to try and address this issue yeah and, you know try some different suspension setups and stuff like that it's a really smooth circuit as well in saudi arabia so that's probably going to be helpful because there's not going to be random bumps to set it yeah. off yeah um yeah i think 
I do think Mercedes will be better off for the next race, have it just just by having that extra data. But also, they're suffering from a lack of components as well at the moment. They've not had time to put together enough rear wings in yeah. for, for what they need. So, I think that this extra week is probably going to give them that little bit of sort of leeway to maybe pull themselves forward and get closer to that fight. I don't think they'll be in the fight for a win, but I think there will definitely be less far off the pace than they were at Bahrain next Yeah, season. I mean, they've essentially got a podium out of a test session due to what happened to Red Bull. <laughs> yeah. In the grand well, scheme of things. <laughs> that said, though, before the safety car, they were over 50 seconds behind Leclerc, which is like, that averages out to over a second a lap. Oh. That's a lot of time to find back. Yeah. They could have been lapped, yeah. you know, they could have been lapped. Because the... Well, I mean, in quality, they were nearly... I mean, Hamilton was a second off the pace of Leclerc and Verstappen yeah. ahead of him. Well, not not quite a full second, but to eight be fair. Like, yeah, it's somewhere between, like, half a second and a full second. And then, what, uh, Russell was another second behind Hamilton, I think, so... But I mean, then, uh, what, uh, let's put it this way. At one point, Kevin Magnussen was a legitimate threat to both Mercedes during mm. that qualifying session. Well, yeah. He sandwiched himself... Totally. Between the two, exactly. And, yeah. and Bottas as well, to be fair. Yeah. Like, Bottas was a legit threat to them throughout. So, and I guarantee Valtteri Bottas loved that. Mm. <laughs> but another factor in all this is, like, Magnussen and Bottas split them, and they both got a Ferrari engine behind them. You look at where the Mercedes yeah. engine yeah. cars um, were on the grid in qualifying. Obviously, the Mercedes themselves were fifth and ninth. And then all the other Mercedes cars... Uh, 13th, 14th, 17th, 18th, 19th, and 20th. Yeah, so as much as there's all the talk about the poor points in the aero, I don't think their powertrain is all that this year either. I don't know. I don't know about that. I think all these teams, all the teams with Mercedes engines have had issues of their own. You know, McLaren brakes and and just aero in general is just not there. Um, uh, Aston Martin have been sort of just really really difficult to keep track of Williams I mean Williams and Mercedes I don't know I, I I don't I'm not buying the engine thing I'm just not buying the engine thing I think it's much for Mercedes in particular I think it's much more about aero and porpoising and figuring out a, a setup for that car um, and I think with McLaren again it's also it's a similar sort of thing like figuring out aero and setup because they've obviously missed the missed the beat quite badly um, Williams and Aston, you kind of don't expect to be amazing anyway. So I just I think there's so much more to it than just engine, I, I, especially with a new aero aero package. I think it's I think it'd be foolhardy to just point the finger. Right yeah, at the it say, would. But you know, that's where they're losing everything. When when all of the teams at the bottom of the speed traps and the bottom qualifying have all got the same engine. No smoke without fire. Well, no, Williams weren't. Willi- Williams weren't bottom of the speed trap. Williams were like some like I think like six. Yeah, I guess Williams were a bit like further that. up. Ironically, yeah. I think the engines got the goods still. I, maybe there might be a little bit. Of, I will. I will grant <laughs> you there might be a little bit of a disadvantage in the engine, but like I don't. I really, really think it's much more about aero and and teams figuring out how to set up cars than it is engine that that engine's been dominant for so long you don't just suddenly lose like all your horsepower unless there's something about the e10 fuels that it's yeah. like but even then like there are you've not seen really any any teams pointing the finger at mercedes engines even saying all right we're not getting enough power from our engine but then yet. they're probably 
So probably uh, wouldn't. I would reserve judgment. Yeah. I'd, no, well, they might. Like, you know, we've seen seen McLaren do it in the past. Yeah. We've seen Red Bull yeah. do it in the past. So I, I, I would reserve judgment on that one. I'd wait until a few races, until I've done some, maybe after this race, actually, after after the upcoming Saudi Arabian Grand Prix, is a high, yeah, high big old power, power track. If they're all at the bottom of the speed track, yeah, if they're, if they're at the bottom of the speed traps for this one, then you've got a point <laughs> then. But I think it's too early to say, right. it's too early reserve to, say judgment. to say his power isn't enough. Um, the next team we can talk about, who are at the point this point in time third in the championship, is Haas. Unbelievably, <laughs> Kevin R- Kevin what? Ruddy Magnuson goes from not being an F1 driver a couple of weeks ago, um, stuck at seventh on the grid, fifth in the race. Um, Mental, yeah. Mega. Mick Schumacher unfortunately got spun by Ocon on the first lap and picked up some damage by the sounds of it. So he was sort of struggling with a woundy calf most of the race he still bought it back just outside the points in a career best 11th um but at this point in time that that hat is legit it's got the goods it's yeah, so yeah. good no so doubt. exciting looks great yeah i can't believe it i'm so glad it's uh magnuson back yeah. as well really 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 pleased to see what what a great driver and what a performance to so come good. back from you know all that time of not being in a Formula One driver to suddenly you're a Formula One driver again and, you, and he's still got the goods. And it's a great benchmark for Schumacher to test himself mm-hmm. against as well. I think he's, yeah. Magnussen's been underrated oh, yeah, in definitely. Formula One for a while. Um, so yeah, really, really pleased. Schumacher's got finally got some work to do. He's got, you know, he's got a lot to prove against uh, against Magnussen. And yeah, I'm looking forward to watching that yeah, one. Yeah, it's a really interesting pairing to keep an eye on that one. Mm. Um, next up Alfa Romeo Bottas put his sixth on the grid um, then just didn't go anywhere at the start um, yeah it's uh, clutch problems yeah. apparently they've got um, they're suffering from some clutch issues and I think Bottas said when they do a start it's basically 50-50 whether it's gonna go properly or not at the moment so I mean that sounds like Bottas's history of starts full stop for me <laughs> if you still famine, yeah, they're either, they're either, is, is, is it, as, is as it we've said, clutch finger problems. As we said in Discord, it's it's either basically he's so good that people are accusing of being an inhuman cheater, or <laughs> so bad that he's going backwards and just smashing into people. So it's like <laughs> he can't win. He can't get it somewhere in the middle. It's one or the other. Yeah, it's a clutch vibration they have apparently that affects their starts. Mm. Bad vibrations. Mm, yeah, mate. Uh, yeah, so hopefully they'll get, get around that. But yeah, like just again, the Alpha, we suspected it might have some pace in it and it looks like it has. I think this might be the first time they've completed a race distance with that car, but they did it when it counted, I suppose. Hey, exactly. Yeah. Same um, when it counts. And then uh, Joe picked up points on his debut from 15th on the grid. Um, and amazingly, another fun stat for you, that now means China is the first country in F1 history to have a driver pick up points on their debut for that nation. Wow. Wow. Yeah, except, I suppose, the very first Uh, F1 race ever. I was about to say, the very very first race ever must have had. Yeah, by default. (laughs) But Um, weirdly, that's never happened since then. There's a stat for every... To me, that... 
that just says there's a statue oh, yeah. to be honest <laughs> um, did you see how many people um, saw the interview of him post race it's insane isn't it it's something like 130 million now or something have seen that or 130 million watched it live or something it was it was ridiculous yeah it was absolutely ridiculous Butter. and like the the excitement of the Chinese commentators for him, yeah, like just the the pure joy of like our guys in the points in his first race. This is amazing. Like it's it's awesome to see him just backed so heavily by the country he's from. Mm. And he was um, he was very yeah, um, plenty of plenty of people yeah. to back him. Well, well like, yeah, it's, yeah, but it's like twenty percent I mean, of the global population. It, I think it reminds me of like sort of the enthusiasm that say Japan have for just whichever driver they choose yeah. like that um yes they're they're fiercely loyal to a japanese driver should there be one on the grid but they're they're also just like fiercely loyal to whoever their driver or team is their full stop is. like Im- imagine like yeah. the amount of fans anthony davidson's of got from when he drove for super aguri mm. because he was a japanese team like yeah. anthony davidson's a superstar the- in japan because of that <laughs> look at the dutch and yeah the yeah staff. true yeah true. Yeah, any nation. If the I mean, Italians nation, and if they've Ferrari. Not had a driver for a while, or if it's their first yeah. time having a driver, they just yeah, yeah. buzz off of it, don't yeah. they? And it's we're really lucky in Britain to have to have had like so yeah. many Formula One drivers, good and bad. <laughs> um, but we've you know we've had one particularly good that's been delivering for a lot of years. We've had a few, you know, Jensen Button, what a yeah, great yeah. driver, David Coulthard, so many great drivers, and we're we're so spoiled. We'll never really know like that feeling of we've finally got a driver. Yeah, one yeah. of our guys like in Formula One and doing well, you know, because we just we've mm. taken it for granted. And he so. did do well. Spoiled I thought it was a really bit. really solid debut from him actually. Um, yeah, he killed yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Like really in in that interview Strong. after the race, he was sort of he was nice. He was very humble, and he was sort of saying like there was a lot of people had a lot to say about him getting a dr- that drive and he felt like that performance had like helped to you know prove he deserved to be there and all of that like which is yeah, yeah. which is fair enough like although he obviously bringing in a lot of um money and eyes with him like it, he has always had the goods in feeder series so yeah good yeah. to see yeah he has yeah he's always good to watch in formula two and yeah. Formula three so yeah really pleased really pleased and that car's yeah it's good as well. that, that, they'll do all right this season alpha romeo yeah right? yep uh, a couple of other things to mention ocon got a five second penalty and a couple of points in his license for that collision with schumacher uh he accepted the blame for it don't think there's much more to say on that i mean yeah it was a silly move when, when a driver says it was my fault it was definitely their fault <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah if, any, if anything, they probably Sorry. feel the penalty is lenient when they're happy to go. Yeah, yeah, that was my fault. I'll take the blame there. <laughs> um, Hulkenberg was back again. Um, yeah. Crazy week. Hulkenberg back yet again. Uh, it was the first time he had driven an F1 car since the last time he subbed in, which was the <laughs> Eiffel Grand Prix something like 15 months or so ago, maybe even more than that. Um, wow. And he turned up and out-qualified Stroll by a couple of tenths, which is not great for, for Lance. It's not a good look. Yeah, not no, a great look for Lance Stroll. Not a good look. No. I, the, the thing that's interesting with that, though, as well, is uh, from what I remember seeing, uh, Hulkenberg's not really driven anything competitively since He said he's racing. basically just been doing simulator work. That's it. Yeah, and that's it. Like no, like on track, competitive driving. So yeah, I think I find it even more impressive from that when you come in just purely for like. I mean, Magnussen 
I expected good things of because he's had a decent time in sports car racing and, and things, you know, since his time in F1. Yeah. So he's, he's kind of still in the groove. Like, if, I don't know, if they'd subbed Grosjean back in from IndyCar, again, I'd expect something decent because he's been having an okay time in IndyCar. But to be, like, doing nothing but sim work, essentially, for, like, a year and a half and jump back in the car and quite handily outdo a teammate that's not only been in the team a while, but, you know, in the car already multiple times this season. It says a lot, doesn't it? Yeah. It says a lot. Must be nice. Yeah. Must be nice. Um, he said yeah. himself before the race that fitness was probably going to be the biggest challenge for him. And, and the way he kind of faded in the race, I think that was probably a big part of that. Um, yeah. They ended up yeah. 12th and 17th, I think, the Astons finished in the end. So not a, not a great result for them. Um, and then McLaren. We have to talk about McLaren. 13th and 18th on the grid, 14th and 15th in the race. Um, I mean, I it, to me, it kind of looked like they were just treating that as a test session after the amount of time they lost yeah. in the Big actual time. test. Um, they basically said... That, that it it strikes me that they, they knew this was coming. I don't think this was a surprise to them. They said it's going to take a little while for them to turn things around. They also said the worst may be yet to come, which is not great because... <laughs> Yeah, um, but I mean... That's a bitter disappointment, yeah. isn't it? Especially after the first test, they looked so good. I can only the assume test. they just showed their hand way earlier than anyone else did. That's the only real explanation for them looking that Maybe. good. Yeah. Um, it just looks like they've got no aero, basically. That seems to be... Yeah, I think the thing that stood out to me was from watching them on board during the race, like the car wasn't... It wasn't looking like a bad car, as in a handful and difficult to drive, like, you know, things like the Haas last year and stuff. You saw the drivers constantly fighting it. The Williams, you used to see Judd Russell fighting it a lot and Latifi fighting it. Like, you can see when a car is a bad car, and the fact that the car looked not painless to drive, but, like, you know, as you'd sort of expect a half-decent car to look strikes me as there was definitely an element of not being able to run it in full anger like having to conserve the brakes not having an aero package that's competitive and just be essentially being outright slow because of those factors yeah because it wasn't it wasn't like it was a hard to drive car from watching the onboards it was just slow whether intentionally or like overly slow intentionally because they were trying to conserve parts and and look after the brakes with the issues that they'd had or and I'd be very interested to see how it how it progresses at a circuit less harsh because in Spain they didn't seem to have the problems or at least not to the extent that they then began to get them in Bahrain and obviously this first race was in Bahrain as well so the extremes have talked about already with this circuit like on tires and on 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 brakes and so on and the heat maybe when we get away from that they might sort of see some improvement but then they've obviously got to look well, at hopefully they'll be they'll be developing yeah yeah they'll but... be developing the way out of it so as time goes well on, i mean when they unveiled the... i think by the time we get to by the time we get to spain yeah like, you would hope that they would they, they should have got, got somewhere by spain, spain and... yeah yeah yeah, everyone's going to bring big, 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 yeah. big updates in Spain, I think. So if they're not sort of 
on top of things by then, then they're in real trouble for the rest of the yeah, season. Yeah, exactly. An interesting thing I saw points out in the recent days, actually, uh, so McLaren cars are always the MCL number. This year's car yeah. is officially the MCL 36A, which says yeah. to me, ah. we know this car is going to need a big old iteration and there's a B, B-spec car planned at some point. Because when they launched the car, we all said it looked quite unremarkable and safe and not anything. Yeah. And, you know, that's, I guess that's where they are. It's a very safe baseline that they're developing from. Um, it's... It, it, it's just the F one F one F one model. Era, yeah, which is it, on it for the first race. They're I still mean, working, they're still working on the after, uh, yeah. After Bahrain, it looks like they raced the F one demo <laughs> car. Really to be brutally honest with you, it's so. um, <laughs> it's a long old way back. They've got to come. Yeah, they can do it though. They can do it. They're they're a good development mm. team. So I've got to, I'd, again. I've been very very positive this entire podcast about all <laughs> so far. Well, I, I really truly believe that McLaren can bring. This it back. is the thing though, isn't it? Like when it's a team like Haas. Williams uh, and I guess Racing Point at a time, not not well, or I suppose whatever did Racing Point at the time. There were, there, were, there were Force India at the time that I'm talking about, though. Sorry, I'm just thinking like if they found themselves in that situation, Sauber of old possibly, it's like they're, they're done for the year basically. That is it. It's it's yeah. over. Whereas a team like McLaren, Mercedes, uh, Red Bull, Ferrari, they find themselves in that situation you can see them being able to get out of it. And even that terrible year Ferrari had where they were like struggling for points at one point, even though they basically said, right, we're battening down the hatches and we're focusing on next year, they still actually made some progress forwards that season. Like, it still happens um, because they'll be, I guess, looking at something for next year, even if that's the focus. And, you know, the, the thing is, well, this could actually improve this year's car and just get it on there now get some extended well, running I think, of it I think the, and McLaren think might the start doing that if, but... they, if they don't get on top of it then you've got an entire era yeah yeah exactly yeah to, to deal with it so they, they, they've got no choice yeah they've yeah. got to develop the way out of it because if they don't yeah yeah and I think that's all the important things from the race to to cover yes other than voting for a driver of the day now I see in the previous recording you guys gave it to are we are we doing this? Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, 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 let's do this. So you guys gave it to Magnus. Basically yeah. the, our feelings last time were the official one was Leclerc and you can make a lot of very convincing arguments that it is Leclerc, but also Kevin Magnuson was brilliant. It was kind of a heart head yeah. thing and we went with our hearts. Yeah, I can see that. Like I I think the fact that he's been away mm-hmm. and come back definitely yeah. finish where he did like best of the rest yeah. effectively um you can't really no. argue against i don't think you can argue against magnuson driver of the day uh, but leclerc as well absolutely deserved his yeah, official very close second. He got, but yeah he's he's got that we'll give him the real important <laughs> yeah. driver of the day the back of the grid driver of the day <laughs> yeah. there we go and, and and as we said last time like Leclerc is no doubt going to win that award multiple, multiple times this season. I, I feel. I think Sainz will probably get a couple, and maybe and I the bet Red Bull. Will you get mean a few as well? <laughs> yeah, and then yeah, you said exactly that. Like I think Magnussen could probably pick up another one the way if he drives like that, like the way he drove this weekend. So, be very interesting. I mean, there's a shout for there's a shout for Hamilton and 
Russell, just to get that car drive, drives in the position to clash the to get it, yeah. Yeah. yeah, to get it exactly like you know. So, but yeah, Magnussen is definitely a, a very good yeah. contender. Yeah. So we then had a move of the day. Um, my candidate for this was it was the battle between Bottas and Albon, um, sort of midway-ish through the race, which was made for excellent viewing from. Zhou Guan Yu's helmet cam as he was following <laughs> behind them like watching that from on board with him in his helmet cam I loved that um, but yeah that was like a good old battle that lasted a good half a lap yeah um, we had nice. we had Perez versus Magnussen uh, early on where that was a lot of like kind of wheel to wheel will they won't they kind of kind of happening um, and then we obviously had Leclerc's IQ 1000 moves uh, <laughs> against I, Verstappen. I yeah, I think it's got to be, for me, it's got to be the Verstappen-Leclerc duel. Yeah. Like, I've just never, it's, it's not often you get, for, for the lead yeah. of a race, it's not often you get that kind of like, you know, sort of, it's like watching a football game when it goes end mm. to end. Yeah, it really was. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like the, those brief periods in football games where it's like, it goes one way, then it goes the other, then the counter-attack again, it just repeat a counter-attack. It was like that. It was like just yeah. constantly swapping positions. Mm. Can you remember watching um, MotoGP at Laguna Seca, Casey Stoner and um, Valentino Rossi? And just it lap was, after lap. It was when we lived in Huddersfield. And it was just lap after yeah. lap, then both yeah. just like swapping positions. It reminded mm. me of that, and that was electric. And this is this is literally that that's some of the best racing I've ever seen. And this is the Formula One equivalent of the, probably some of the best racing I've ever ever seen for the lead of a race. Yeah. fantastic, it, loved it. And so, it's race one of the season, so yeah. I want that to continue. I think I think please, the only reason please, I went for that, the please. Perez and Magnussen one was because it went on like beyond turn four, and that was sort of side by side through the twisties afterwards. But yeah, I mean, you've yeah. made a pretty convincing case there for Leclerc and Verstappen. So unless you have different feelings, oh, he's he's changing it. Are you changing I mean, it? Well, we're, we're here. We're in the we're moment decided. right now. Yeah, I, I last time I had my Bottas moment, and I gracefully seceded because it didn't make it to the highlights so it can't have been that good <laughs> <laughs> which I, yeah. I, I had my complaint I, I essentially had my complaint about the highlights that like there was a whole 25 yeah. laps in the middle of the race that disappeared <laughs> from from the I know the guy I know, I, I know the guys that make the highlights tell, and I wouldn't tell them sort of I want 25 laps back by what goes into oh them. yeah I mean I, I wouldn't <laughs> I wouldn't because there were the whole middle portion of the race was gone <laughs> and that's where the Bottas thing happened so but then I wouldn't envy someone trying to boil a whole race down to about seven minutes they get. Yeah, so, that is true. Yeah, pretty thankless it's, task. It is seven. It's not easy. It's not easy. You've got to be very selective. Um, I'm going to swap allegiance. <clears throat> I'm going to go with you, Stu, and Sailor Clerk and get that. Especially if we didn't give him drive of the day. Nice. Nice. Okay. And then the last award for the weekend. Honestly, what the f*** are we doing here? <laughs> it's been a while yeah. since I've heard that. It's, yeah. it's nice to have it back. <laughs> So we had a lot of people just nominated McLaren in general, which is understandable. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's also a lot of people mentioned um, Damon Hill, which I didn't see a lot of it, but he apparently was just nonstop, just saying weird stuff all weekend. Yeah. Um, I mean, you you only have to follow his Twitter feed to see some of the weird stuff that he comes up with. Um, I'm interested to get your take on the new graphics, Stu. Because there's this, but this. Uh, what 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 do you want to know? What well, there's this, there's two sides to it. There's 
there's just the design of them in general. Like the reason I would put in WCF is the fact that they were incredibly buggy. Like there was one point in qualifying yeah. where you had two yeah. drivers showing the same purple sector and they were both actually down on the time. Like could have done with a Alright. For for the audience's benefit, first of all, let's just say let's remind everyone that Chris used to be a bug tester and I, himself. So yeah, he's a QA spots, guy. Spots yeah, very easily, very quickly he's a QA. Oh, I mean, he didn't take Chris, I'm telling you. I'm telling you, you didn't take Chris to spot this. Like, Discord was lit no, when true. those graphics came up. Yeah, I had Absolutely a few people, lit. I got a few, um, got a few messages. Yeah. I got a few messages from around, um, the, from beyond, beyond Discord, believe me. Lots, lots of um, But no, you're, you're, a, you're, a, you're a visual guy. You're a design guy. I'd be interested to like, see what you think I'm about, a visual um, guy. About, about the new design and stuff. I'm genuinely interested in what your take on them. Um, well, for the, in terms of the design, um, I have two words: mm-hmm. faux italics. <laughs> <laughs> um, and in terms of the bugginess, like uh, you know, I remember when they brought the last graphics package, and we had n- the famous duel between no name. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it's, it's been worse. Or, first, or, or last name yeah. versus last name. Yeah, or it was last it was. name. So you know, like it's tough, yeah. man. Like these. It's all very kind of run down to the wire and and very very difficult for the guys to get sort of all this stuff set up in time for a race weekend just due to the limiting nature of the way a Formula One race weekend works. So I have sympathy for them for it not going perfectly, but I actually think it could have gone oh, yeah. way worse. Oh yeah, definitely. ultimately Basically, it still worked. Honestly, it could have gone so much worse. So I. I think it'll be a lot better oh, for, for the next sure. race. They, they tend to learn really, yeah. really, really quick yeah. about when when this stuff goes wrong, and they're usually very, very quick to put things in place to fix it. So I don't think you'll see many more no, of those not. kinds of mistakes. So the, the um, next point on this is very, very interesting, Chris, because we originally discussed and gave it to the crowd noise because of how basically pumped in and MP3-like it felt very very akin we we had we had a whole discussion about the fact that it was very very weird the way the crowd noise came in like exactly the same way every single time almost like when something is happening on track in drive to survive and then they just push the crowd noise button or like when you're watching them in like preparing to do an outlap and you get the random wheel gun noises for no reason other than that it adds some atmosphere we, we couldn't but decide we, i'm shaking we, my we, head well basically what I'm happened yeah head. but there's no way there's just well, no if, way if, I, if tr- I, I promise you that we, I we know you this just yeah, but no we know this now we've seen it. footage from inside the stands like it's quite crazy how loud it actually was that being like, said I've, I've seen that as well and it was very loud there however the way the crowd noise was broadcast wasn't it still wasn't normal like I I, yeah. I I I I I totally like down for a second now that it was like fake crowd noise they were pumping in, but there was definitely someone with a finger on a slider, and when something exciting happened, yeah. well, yeah, and it would just yeah. If the crowd make noise, you you turn the microphone. The way they were the doing it sounded so unnatural. And I said this last time to you, Tom. The giveaway was when Perez had his spin on the last lap, yeah, and he he went out of shot had his spin, then the camera cut, and then you saw him. And the crowd noise didn't go up until the camera had cut 
and then you saw him. And if that was genuine crowd noise at the track, you'd have heard them first and then seen it. Now, I know you did counter that, Tom, by saying, well, maybe it was people who were watching the big screen, so they were just seeing the same feed. But whatever whatever yeah, it was, yeah, there was just that... something weird and unnatural about it. It, it. it felt weird. And I, I don't know if it's because I've obviously spent the lead-up to this weekend watching Drive to Survive since it came out. <laughs> and obviously, like think, in in, yeah, in my he- in my head, yeah, it's like, but it, it is it is really weird that you watch something where it's literally pumped in and faked for the for the Drive to Survive version, S- some, and then it sounds exactly the same. I think my my um, it's something to keep an eye and an ear oh, on. This, I, I don't, yeah, hundred percent. Well, that, that's basically what we said last time. Yeah. That's basically what we said last time. Is like it'd be interesting to yeah. see like if it kind of carries on because there's there's certain circuits where you expect a lot of noise in a particular fashion so like we discussed like monza silverstone circuit of the americas so on and so forth there's like there's a lot of circuits like that that have quite a distinct sound and you know uproar at particular events things like that and so it'd be interesting to see how it plays out when we get to those circuits that we know and compare them to like the circuits that we don't expect it out as much. Mm. But I mean, it was a record attendance for Bahrain digging. this year, was it? Was it not? Well, I think this, this could be. Sorry, I shouted really <laughs> loud. This could be the key to it. Is that we've seen? You know, we've been watching races with limited crowds yeah, yeah. for uh, a long that's time it. now. And bef- and we've really never seen sort of such a season as we saw last year, where everyone was so pumped to be watching. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know if it is fake. I, 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 to be honest, I really, really, I would be really, really surprised. If it was I, fake. I don't believe I, it was I, anymore. I absolutely believe, I absolutely believe that there'd be someone there with. They'll have mics set up yeah. in the stand, and they'll have a have a the, button that can. This know, crowd noise has been manipulated, man. Down, so. It's been manipulated. <laughs> but, yeah, but, but honestly, I don't believe that they would. That they would be no, and that's the thing. It's and pushing a button, a an applause button, yeah, or anything like that. But the fact that people, lots of people watching on TV, came to that conclusion shows that there was definitely something odd about it. Yeah, yeah. there's definitely something odd about it. That's very. Um, Speaking drive to survive. My favorite bit of weird audio from the new season so far is an onboard shot of someone going through the last chicane at um, Spa. And the engine note is just like flat out, like they're at the yeah, end of the street. Yeah, seen that one. that one. It's like what? Yeah, you've got the onboard footage. I need to watch that. I still, still haven't watched it. I'm actually keen to watch that. This to be year. honest, the more you I hear about it, the less keen I am to watch it. You just need to watch the meme compilations I shared in Discord earlier of like <laughs> all the bits that are just artificial because it's brilliant. <laughs> That's all you need. <laughs> Anywho, so what? What are we giving this award? I'm, st- I'm still giving it to the crowd noise weirdness because it's what made me <laughs> feel the weirdest. But yeah, I can't give it to the graphics. No, I just it's. Can't. But, um, He's got his allegiances. <laughs> um, I think I have to give it to. I'd probably give it to crowd, crowd noise as well, just because. Yeah, I, I noticed it. I did notice like the crowd noise, and I wouldn't normally mm. notice the crowd noise. But I do wonder how much of it is just that I wouldn't normally notice it, and I did because it was so loud. Yeah. Whether that's the end of it. Yeah. But, I'm very intrigued to hear yeah, what it's like I'm, in Saudi Arabia this weekend. Yeah very intrigued yeah yeah so yeah. yeah um right with that being sorted let's move ourselves on to a bit of a predictions and fantasy recap 
So not a great weekend for us, as is usually expected. Um, I got a point for Stroll's random position in 12th, uh, and Chris got a point for Leclerc fastest in qualifying. And that pretty much sums up our weekend. Um, in terms of the, the top scorers, a bunch of people got three points. So I'm just going to quickly rattle off your names because there's a lot of you to go into any more detail than that. So you got Ali Walker, Jake Gower, Katrina Crosby, Abby Cook, Jose Mourinho, which I love, by the way, <laughs> uh, Douglas Tode, uh, uh, Adam Gannon, Samantha Chilton, Gary Vinol, Nick Yoho, Carl Watt, Andrew Rushton, James Anderson, uh, oh Chris Krista Granenberg, and Luke Crowley. You all got 50, uh, three points, so well done. Well done, very, well done, guys. Very interestingly, the tidbit for this week is of everybody that entered, which was like 300 people, amazingly, so thank you all for entering, um, nobody got first DNF right. Weirdly, nobody had Pierre Gasly in mind. Um, mm. And a bunch of people um, got half a point for Max Verstappen because he was the second retirement of the evening. So congrats to you people if you got that half a point. But... Mm. Yeah, not often we see that happen these days with so no. many people entering. Gasly's a weird so. first DNF though, isn't he? Not, yeah, I guess so. Often. Like, and and picking a front runner's not always a bad shout. No, if, not in a if something goes yeah. wrong in turn one or something. So um, yeah, quick quick shout out as well to Ash and Charlie, who you will know from the inbox jingle, who joined me on the Leclerc hype drain, which we were very excited about at the weekend. Um, <laughs> and shout out to my dad, who entered the predictions league for the first time. Um, yeah, but no, yeah. but no points, sadly. <laughs> uh, in terms of fantasy, uh, in the official F1 fantasy league, uh, we have a top three of Team Odors, Battery Voltas, and Hasta La Vista. Which, if anything, they'd, if they don't win the season, names. they win the name game yeah. before I even look at the others. To be brutally honest with you, uh, so three very strong names there, and three very strong performances. To be brutally honest with you. Um, and then over in our Grid Rival League, we have Team Odors topping that one as well. So a very wow. strong weekend for you. Uh, and Chris Gibson in second and John Guimot in third. So congrats to you guys. Um, if you want to join in with any of this, the easiest place to go to is backofthegrid.com where you can sign up and join in the Predictions League, which is worth doing because we're a prize for any five out of fives. You manage a perfect weekend. And... There's links on there on the fantasy page to both our Grid Rival League and our official F1 League. So join either of those or both, whichever takes your fancy. I did so badly on both fantasy leagues this first week. Uh, I, I was I haven't so middling. Oh, I'd, you, ta- I'd take middling. Haven't had, I haven't entered. You're, you're in them. I've seen Greenwood Festival of Am Speed, I? for sure. Either that or, yeah, you, you would literally have entered because you're 28th in the Grid Rival Fantasy League. Either- Oh, that yeah, I've done the oh, good right, the right, 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 right. Okay, yeah, okay, that makes sense. Because I literally, I can't. I just can't. <laughs> I, was, I was too busy. Uh, so and it's just so much stress as well. Yeah. Like after quality, after practice free is my busiest. That's basically when my day gets, my weekend gets really, really busy. Yeah. And all last year, I did win the F one digital team <laughs> nice. one last year. <laughs> And I've just done a rock. <laughs> <the champion. laughs> Best way, mate. Best way. Um, now, Chris and I originally did our Saudi Arabia predictions on Monday before everything went wrong. So, I, I mean, I'm sticking to mine. I don't even care if anything would have changed my mind. 
I, I'm, yeah, I'm I don't mind true. if you guys want to change them. No, I'm being true to what I said, and I'm sticking to them. Chris, no, what do you know are you what? doing? I've, I have no strong reason to change any of them. So I, I know if I change something now, my original predictions will end up being right. So I'm just going to stick to what I've said. Yeah, that's, that's yeah, the risk that's, I, I mean, don't want to run. That's the risk. So, so yeah. our predictions for Saudi Arabia, I went with Verstappen fastest in Q3, Leclerc to win the race, Latifi as first DNF, 17 finishers, and our random driver for this week is Fernando Alonso, who I have said a repeat performance in ninth. Uh, Chris he finished ninth in the race mm -hmm. just. yeah um, Chris went with Verstappen as fastest qualifier same as me Sainz so the other Ferrari for the win uh, Guan Yu as first DNF 16 finishes and slightly better for Alonso in 8th so now Stu has to uh, run through the board solo for a change it's a bit different this format this what, you got, yeah. what you got for us it's going to be difficult Bring oh the heat. Goodness. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna do quick yeah, fire. Yeah, yeah. Do, quick mm -hmm. fire. do it. Uh, I'm gonna say Leclerc fastest in Q3. Ooh. Leclerc for Ooh. the win. Uh, first DNF will be quick fire. Lasted two Ooh, categories. Not so quick. Not so not so quick fire. <laughs> not so quick fire. We'll skip that one for a minute. I think um, 18 finishes. Yeah. Alonso. 10th and the first dnf will be ah oh, this is difficult quick fire uh first one that comes to my head is i'm not going to say joe because that's not fair and he did really well i'm not going to say magnuson because i don't believe that'll be the case it's album it's album so what we've glimpsed at there from Stu's last predictions is leclerc's going to dnf <laughs> Albon's going to come on best of the rest <laughs> and it'll be just chaos and uh, you know I was expecting some <laughs> sort of jibe there what about the fact you, you've now switched allegiance to Leclerc the, the most overrated driver in Formula 1 has become well I mean clearly I rate him now obviously. <laughs> changed my tune yeah. he's not over so, yeah. underrated he's just rated now he's just he's just rated, he's just rated now. Now. yeah, yeah. I still like. I don't think he'll win the championship. I think science is more likely to win the championship than the club. But I mean, that's, I, that's I'd be all for that. Yeah. I, I mean, I definitely prefer that. As an owner of a brand new color science hats, I would agree <laughs> too. <laughs> Which is why I know he'll not win it because I've cursed him by buying a hat. <laughs> um, right, let's do right. some inbox, gents. Is keep it saying now. Stay, stay Hey man. Um, I'll go first. Uh, low percentage. Uh, no, can't say that one. Low percent lunge, and Holly Woodward both have similar thoughts. Low percent lunge says, "What are your thoughts about the findings of the analysis of the 2020, oh, 2021 <laughs> Formula One Abu Dhabi Grand Prix presented to the World Motorsport Council?" Is that in inverted? I'm assuming that's that is the official title. Yeah, it's um, the official title of it. Yeah. And Hollywood was says, the FAA have now released their full reports to 2021 Abu Dhabi Grand Prix. What are your thoughts on the contents of this and will this make a significant impact? Short answer is nothing particularly surprising in there. It kind yeah, of said... Just... The, the thing is they, they announced the changes first and then we got the report yep. and 
there's nothing in the report that says anything that we didn't expect based on the changes they made. So, yeah. yeah. Well, they did go to pains to point out that none of this invalidates yeah. the championship from last year. Yeah. Which is, of course, they're going to say that. Basically, an admission that last year's championship is basically invalid. <laughs> but also, what they're going to do, take the trophy back. Like, the, yeah, exactly. Stupid. There's, there's an element of obviously, like, saying there's clearly fault to be laid, but they deem it to be not malicious, which I think most of us can agree is the case. Like, there is fault to be placed, but I don't think it was done with anywhere near the intentions that a lot of the internet will lead you to believe. They they use the phrase on, human on either error. on either side. And yeah, I think that's which, fair. Yeah. Uh, repeated human errors, but yes. <laughs> there was more than one human error. Like so people are boiling this down way too much to just what happened in Abu Dhabi. There were multiple human errors made by the same yeah. human. Hence that human <laughs> is no longer part of this sport. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but even then, it's not. It's not even particularly that human's fault. Is it? it's the system that's let that human down, well, made that human's job mm, exactly more and difficult than it needs to the, be, which is a, endemic within Formula Exactly, and there's a whole element of that. And I think the one of the best things to come out of this whole situation for me is something I mentioned earlier, and that is the fact that this weekend I didn't have to listen to Christian Horner and Toto Wolf and whoever else fancied it getting in a race director's ear going sniping oh, no, no. did you see what happened into corner one no, 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 no. Michael, so Michael. glad that's gone so glad that is gone yeah me too yep. uh, next, next one, one from bmore94 which is a fun name to say how <laughs> worrying is the engine freeze for Mercedes and their customer teams or do you think it can be sorted in time it's very much one for you. <laughs> well, yeah. Students believe there is a problem with the engine. If there <laughs> is, so if there is, if if they've got a problem with the internal combustion engine, turbo, MGUH, exhaust, fuel system, or oil system, tough because it's already locked in. If it's a problem with the MGUK control electronics or energy store, they've got until September to make changes to it. Um, so that's the situation they're in. That being said, I feel like every time we've had some kind of engine freeze, there's there's just the engines have carried on getting faster mysteriously anyway. So how frozen yeah, they are yeah. is up for debate. But um, as it's kind of like we said earlier, like I think we'll have to wait and see. If if they continue to be the slowest team, then yes, it will be a worry. But it's probably a bit early to draw too many conclusions on it. Yeah, you need to see a few more races before you you do definitely go down that yeah. route. Yeah, yeah, we've kind of covered yeah. it as well earlier in the episode. So yeah, yeah. Uh, 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 yeah, Jeff says, "How long until Mercedes put some bleeping side pods on?" It's not like I want them to do well, but Ferrari might need someone to mix it up with Red Bull. <laughs> I mean, they they sort of achieved that anyway, inadvertently. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, like Spain. Yeah. Mm. I think Spain is the answer to multiple questions in this in uh, Yeah, Spain. Um, <laughs> See how many we can answer with the word Spain. Spain. <laughs> Do you think yeah. they would go back on this design philosophy, though, at this point? I mean, I guess if they can... It, it, um, if it's not working, of course they will, I think. Yeah. Like, if, if it's... If the transition between what they tested in the first test to what they tested in the second test has not given them the gains they were hoping for... And it also therein lies a solution to the problems they're facing. Hundred percent. They they they're not so proud that they'll just try and make it work. 
they're a, mm. they're a team that demands no, performance. Like they will go back on their decision and, and basically didn't work. We, we took a risk. Didn't How funny, work. It'd be so funny though if like they turn up with this no sideboard car and like everybody just lost their minds. Like the internet just fell over because it was so dramatic. And then a few weeks later, they're just like, actually, no, nah, it doesn't work. It turns out side pods yeah. are quite important. Yeah. Who knew? But you know, what's interesting about those side pods is actually it's more like the layout of them. Is... Yeah. But I don't like when you look at the size of those openings, they're not much smaller than the no. Ferrari, the openings in the Ferrari. They're just at a different angle. Well, this is the thing, like when they were running proper side pods in the first test, the internals of the car and the radiator positioning was all the same. The the side pods yeah. that ran in the first test were just empty voids essentially. Um just yeah. with I don't I don't think the side pods are the I don't key think they are either. Anyway. I no, think, I, I, I wouldn't it's, say it's they are. It's all underneath the car. If the side It's all underneath the car and suspension. If the side pods were a big issue, their problems would be engine overheating, I would say, because the problem would be is that in reducing the way that that air flows in in that conventional manner has scuppered what it does for the radiators. So, I don't think that that is the problem. I just think that they've not got the floor the way that they need it and yeah the, that that's the problem there's it's more than it's not it's more than just aero though it's 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 aero and it's suspension yeah, that's yeah. It, yeah it's yeah, not there's one a thing, lot of elements it, to it together. yeah there's a lot of if, elements to it yeah it's set up as well if there was a magic bullet they'd have found it by now yeah no mercedes yeah, that would have yeah yeah um next one um, wesley jp says after round 1 We've got McLaren as a backmarker, fuel pumps that might not like the new fuel, and some tyre strategy that I'm not sure what I've seen in recent years. How many races do you think it will take before the team settle in and have some semblance of order? Spain. Spain. <laughs> See? Spain. Can I them all with Spain? Well, I think Hungary, 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 like first half of this whole first half of the season, I think, is going to be up and down, yeah. loads of different stuff going on um, I, and I hope it is that way like I wouldn't mind if um, Ferrari you know weren't that quick at the mm. next one and a team like I don't know Haas sort of a beating uh, uh, mixing it at the front I don't think it's going to be uh, based on what I've seen based on the gaps we've seen I don't think it's going to be the case but you just don't know yeah like I can see it being the sort of season where the running order keeps changing and maybe like Ferrari yeah. and Red Bull will pull away early doors and then like Mercedes will reel them back in yeah, yeah. It definitely has got that kind of season. Yeah, yeah. It's very that's, that's what we want. Ultimately, I'd love to see that. that's what we want. Yeah, see Mercedes turn into underdogs, <laughs> and then everyone hate them at the end of the season yeah. when they win the championship. <laughs> yeah. Uh, next question from Ali Walk South: Is Magnussen returning actually bad for Mick Schumacher? Well, having an experienced teammate may help him. It doesn't look great that Magnussen got in the car a week ago and comfortably beat him in both qualifying and the race. Definitely, Schumacher's got some work to do. Yeah, I think, but I think he was hobbled during the race, wasn't he? By yeah, the, by yeah, there was the that at the start. So. And I, I think it is something that it's more of a help than a hindrance. To be honest, like yes, it might not uh, uh, initial sight this weekend look brilliant, but he's got like an actual seasoned Formula One driver to now benchmark himself against, and that's key. Like when he was. Yeah. racing last season he was in a hobbled car that was a year out of date that was like worth nothing in in terms of performance and he was racing against someone which i mean on evidence was not 
not yeah, really be, up to the task. As polite as we can. Yeah, but it, yeah, like yeah. in the politest possible the, way. The, yes. Yeah, like it's just one of those things where he looked really good compared to Nikita Bezepin, but it's now about how he looks compared to a seasoned F1 driver, and that's what he needs because that's what will like pull him up by the bootstraps for that sort of phrase. Mm. Is like is being behind Magnussen, and he looks at that like. I mean, there's an amazing clip of Nikita Mazepin in Drive to Survive saying, I don't understand how Mick gets anything out of the car or I don't know how Mick drives that car. Like, so clearly Nikita was looking at him thinking, wow, he's like miles better than me. I don't understand how he's doing that. I mean, yes, there are elements of he's got a different car to me. I'm not going into the subtext, but clearly he was looking at Mick Schumacher and going, wow, that guy's like doing so much more of a better job in this car than me. And I think for him to turn around and show that would indicate that Mick can now hopefully go from strength to strength and learn from Magnussen. And I don't think Mick's the kind of driver that would look at being beaten by Magnussen as a demoralising thing either. He would see it as a challenge from what I've seen of him in other formulas and, and his mentality. He would look at that and go, okay, so why was Magnussen X tenths faster than me in quality? Like... Where was I losing the time? A bit like what you see from some of the other drivers, like Lando's one for absolutely studying the data and understanding, like, right, I'm losing two tenths in this sector of the lap or in these corners. I need to be, you know, coming into them, uh, you know, a different a different pace and get, breaking yeah, 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 breaking yeah. later, getting a better exit, whatever it is. And like Lewis does it, like the 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 best drivers that get the most out of their car and beat their teammates. Are the ones that sit and study that and I feel like Mick is one of those drivers so having someone like Magnussen in the other car to compare to is exactly what he needs I think it's the opposite of a problem to be brutally honest with you yeah like he might get sort of shown up a bit for a few races but he's going to be learning so much more in the process yeah. ultimately it's going to make him yeah. much better right? and and the team will in theory like the team have yeah. somebody who fundamentally knows what is needed in Formula 1 to develop a car yeah. so the feedback he can provide even with a new aero formula, is something that could be quite invaluable to them as a team as well, not just Mick. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, next one, is, next yeah, one. there's a couple that are kind of together again. So we've got Alex Woodward saying, uh, do you think the Haas could actually be contended for top five of the constructors? And Rob Pearl saying, do you think Haas can maintain the car throughout the year and still be battling by the midfield at the end of the season? Or do you think they'll drop their game? And... I think it's, if it's for fifth, then why not? Yeah. I mean, I said last time we talked about this, the, for me, they're currently third, and I can't see three teams that would beat them at this moment in time and knock them out of the top five. I could see Alpha giving them a run for the money um, for the fourth or fifth place, and obviously Red Bull, in theory, are going to leapfrog them once they're finishing races. So I could see them and Alpha battling for who's best of the rest, um, maybe seeing like Alpine get involved in it at some point, depending on how they develop. But as it stands, I see Alpha and Haas being quite comfortable in and around that fifth place, if not fourth. I think so, I think fifth's a, a realistic target for them now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Don't see why not. Um, next one, uh, Lou Colella says... Can you talk about some of the changes that have been made to the Jeddah circuit and who those changes could favour? Love the show. Weekly obsession. Oh, thanks, thanks. Lou. Um, Thank you, Lou. The changes are pretty minor. Um, it's 
yeah it's a reprofiling curve. Yeah, yeah widening the track in places improving the sight lines in some places which is a really good thing because that circuit really needs that improvement um yeah yeah it's all it's all quite minor stuff like that they have said in the process they might have made it even faster which is not necessary i think it but, sounds like it yeah it like um it. it's definitely not big enough changes that it's going to like particularly swing like who it favors one way or another compared to how it would have been before it's more kind of Mm. changes just for sort of it's safety more than anything isn't it it's sort of safety and quality of life stuff rather than it changes to avoid some of the incidents and even faster yeah well yeah but the the, The the, fastest circuit with the most turns (laughs) in the world more turns than england the the (laughs) The faster bit wasn't the intention, though. For the record, <laughs> it was it was an it was a fortunate no. byproduct in their opinion. Yeah, um, mm. but but not in anyone else's. Yeah, I mean, I mean, naturally, if you're going to take the edge off some corners and widen them, you're going to make it faster. Like the things that they were doing to improve the visibility are naturally going to make it faster yeah. anyway because you're opening the corner up. So yeah, it exactly. it was always going to probably have that kind of effect. But yeah, I don't, I don't think it'll. It's a bit so dramatic that I don't think it'll be like uh, Yes Marina style changes anywhere near where you sort of saw like a literal change Whole in corners disappearing. Yeah, the yeah. circuit. So nothing like that. Yeah, I, I, I'm I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I think it's a, it's a very interesting circuit. Yeah. So it'd be interesting to see how the changes play out. I think it was an interesting race to watch last year. Hopefully there'll be less shenanigans this year. Um and we're in hopefully we're in for another sort of you know another classic race yeah. like like what just a clean race, race is really what i'm hoping for race. more than anything after yeah. last year pure clean simple straightforward who's the fastest who can win in the most fair mm-hmm. way yeah uh finally this week from henry would you be more worried having a slow mercedes engine or a potentially faulty red bull honda one <laughs> i'm not going to go into the specifics of the maths i did last time but the slow Mercedes engine because I mathematically proved finishing fourth. No, what was it? Yeah, fourth every single race, but actually finishing is far more beneficial than finishing a quarter of the races in first and a quarter of them in second, basically. Like podiums inconsistently. Quick maths. Sounds like it, quick it was, maths. it's quick maths now because I did the maths live last time <laughs> and it took me a minute. But (laughs) essentially, like finishing fourth every race consistently is better than finishing first or second like every other race and DNFing all the time. Um, And it's what Mercedes are good at. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, or, take the Mercedes right. Yeah, now. always take consistency. Well, they're already Hamilton's already more points ahead of Verstappen. <laughs> exactly. Season, they've got they've, all, they've got a podium over Red Bull. Uh, the Red Bull bottom of the constructors things like are, things aren't looking so bad at Mercedes. <laughs> <For> <laughs> the turntables. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Uh, but yeah, that wraps us up for this week. So thank you to all who have joined us. Um, if you'd like to get involved in any way, you can head to find us on Twitter and Facebook. Um, just search for Back of the Grid on either platform and you will find us. You can also get involved through the Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash backofthegrid, which gets you access to our lovely Discord. And if you'd done that, you would have heard the first version of this episode. So all the more incentive <laughs> to join there. Although I wasn't in that episode. Obviously so. much worse obviously much better <laughs> we'll, we'll not we'll not give Chris the lit, uh, sorry Stu the literal feedback that was given by the Discord no I'm kidding <laughs> they missed you they missed you probably just lot, just probably just lots of mudslinging about me 
calling Leclerc oh. overrated, I'm sure. Basically, yes, that's <laughs> been is. the weekend. That's been the weekend, right? <laughs> Sorry to tell you. Uh, but yes, that is it for this week. So Sorry, I can take it. <laughs> we will be back next week to review the Saudi Arabian Grand Prix. So we will see you then. Goodbye, everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye.